You're listening to a special episode of Postcards from Midlife, which we recorded live at the Clarence Beauty Festival. Hello, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us on this Friday evening for this very special Clarence Virtual Beauty Festival. I'm Trish Halpin. And I'm Lorraine Candy. And we are the co-hosts of Postcards from Midlife, the podcast. And it's a podcast which is, what is it, Trish? It's all about the marvellous years after 40 through to 60 and beyond and beyond, isn't it? And we talk about absolutely everything women in midlife encounter, deal with, survive, teenagers, hormones, menopause, perimenopause. Fashion and beauty, of course. Fashion, beauty, wellness, skincare, and we have fantastic guests Mm -hmm. and experts on date. We do, we do indeed. And today we're actually going to be talking about everything beautiful because there's so much that goes on in midlife with your perimenopause and the effect that that can have on your skin. So we're going to be talking a bit about that. Lorraine and I have both had fabulous makeup makeovers. So we're going to be talking you through those and also our kind of personal beauty journeys from our teens, 20s and into midlife and possibly beyond as well. Yes, and our careers in glossy magazines, which has given us a small bit of authority in the yeah. fashion and beauty world. You are looking really glamorous. Oh, thank <laughs> With you. With your little minky oh, eyeshadow. It's kind of movie minky and you've yeah. got little fluttery lashes and a very... Yeah, look, at um, look at these. <laughs> They're fab, aren't they? Bright red lipstick, mm. which I think really mm. suits you. It's lovely. And I got them from Julia Wren, who's the fantastic yes. makeup artist who's going to be coming on and talking to us in a minute. How she did this and how you can create a look in midlife or a new look if mm-hmm. you want to. And we are also going to be answering questions from our Postcards from Midlife Facebook group. Yes, this is a private Facebook group, which is just such a fantastic, supportive, funny, inspirational community of like-minded midlife women. And you're all welcome to join if you would like to. And since we launched the podcast nearly two years ago, we have been trying to change the narrative around what it means to be a midlife woman and around menopause. And all of you women together are helping us do that. So the more of us who can spread the word and tell our stories and share what's working for us, what's not working for us, and give each other support, the better. Yeah, we're going to raise the voice of midlife women. We are going to be posting, for your delight, (laughs) all the pictures from today on the Facebook group. So do join the Facebook group. Be kind about our new looks. Mm -hmm. Um, Let us know what you think. And also any beauty, fashion, wellness tips that you've got would be great to share as well on the Facebook. Yes. And if you want to ask any questions during the session or make any comments, pop them in the chat box and we will check them on, it says on an iPad in my script, but I don't have one. <laughs> we will sort so, them out, we'll get the questions. I like we'll my, get the questions. my cue cards. We'll get the questions and we will answer them because that's what we do. Yes. Right. I think we should start with our time that we spent on glossy magazines because we probably commissioned and wrote and edited yeah. gazillions of beauty pictures, would you speaking. say? <laughs> yeah, so we, between us, we have edited, it's quite impressive and we're quite proud of it, Cosmopolitan, Elle, In Style, Red, Marie Claire and Sunday Times Style. So more or less all the big glosses that were on the newsstand over the last 20 to 30 years. And during that time, we've been commissioning mm. features with some of the best health journalists in Britain. And we've also had some brilliant health experts on the podcast. Now, 
What have we learnt? I mean, you'd think we were gurus by well, now. So. <laughs> well, it's funny, isn't it? Because I think with makeup and talking about beauty and skincare, there are always so many developments. Yeah. I mean, the technology, particularly in skincare, is really quite remarkable. And the changes that we've seen in the technicality of products and also the, the, the wonderful ingredients around sustainability, all that sort of thing, I think, has yeah. has been really interesting What about to your own watch. little face? What My own little face. Own little well, face. okay. <laughs> So I, <laughs> I think for me, one of the sort of key takeaways, obviously, is your skincare routine is so important. It is really, really important to find one that works for you. And also that you need to adapt to it because, yeah. you know, when we started yeah. on magazines, well, what I, I mean, I was in my 20s when I got my first job and then I became an editor in my 30s. But your skin changes and you need to adapt your skincare. And obviously, yeah. if there are new products coming onto the market, you want to be exploring things like that. So I, you know, currently it's about pigmentation for me so and fine lines and aging but we'll talk about that in a minute but I think one of the things that I am quite religious about actually and that I have done since my magazine days is facial massage because I think that is facial massage (laughs) I think it is one of those things it's such a great investment of your time it's only a couple of minutes I do it a couple of times a week you use a beautiful luxurious oil it's quite big in Chinese medicine as well which we talked about on the podcast and you can get these beautiful sort of jade tools can't you you can do in this I'm doing I'm Uh, lifting uh, I'm massaging I'm getting the blood to my face. You're enjoying this. I like it when you use the hand how, movements. How yeah. I do that. But yeah. what about you? I mean, skincare in particular. As a teenager, I had terrible acne. So when I came to London from Cornwall and then started working in the glossies, it was a real privilege to get kind of that advance notice of how I could deal with that. But as I then had children, which actually cleared up the acne, mm. I learned quite a lot about cleansing how important having a really consistent daily cleansing routine is not to change everything all the time which is what I tell my teenage daughters and I learned that you really do need to keep hydrated that's kind of the main thing for skincare Mm -hmm. and uh, a good facialist will look at you when you walk in the room and say you need this because they can see how hydrated your skin is and I think I also learned to kind of really investigate what works and what doesn't for me rather than going on the latest trends because we covered everything the serums the retinols all of the treatments that Mm -hmm. started we would have been tempted to try that but actually just to work out what works specifically for your skin is really important I think what did you learn about makeup I think there was two approaches to makeup when we were on glossies because obviously you had the kind of artistry the creative Activity, yeah, you know, the, the beauty editor would be like, I want to do a shoot about this. And, you know, quite often you're never going to wear that makeup, but gosh, it's gorgeous. Yeah. It's beautiful. It's something very creative and artistic. Glitter, that's why. <laughs> Always like a bit of glitter. But I think for us, because we used to go to all the fashion shows, and to me, the makeup at the fashion yeah. shows was as exciting as part of the look yeah. of the fashion and telling the story that that particular designer wanted it to kind of create around the woman he was sending or she was sending down the runway. Um, So that was kind of really exciting. So we did a lot of the kind of catwalk makeup and then really sort of artful shoots and then some the the practical how-tos because... I think I mean, Julia I, I, will tell us different, but I think doing an eye is it's quite difficult doing it well, really Well, the cat flick is, that, that's mm. my favourite beauty feature of all time. I think I've probably done, I used to do one of those about every three months on the glossies, how to get the cat flick, because I could never do it myself. But I think what people didn't know about the glossies as well is when we went to the catwalk shows, we would come back and we would literally 
pour through every picture from every runway to pick out and edit the five or six trends that were going to happen mm. that were going to be on the high street for you to buy and for you to follow. So it was, it's quite a scientific thing, wasn't it? We probably saw thousands and thousands yes. yeah. of pictures of different things. I remember there was that time when yellow makeup, there was a lot of yellow mm. bright makeup and there was a lot of that blue makeup. So we'd pick out what was brilliant artistry and then we'd pick out what we thought are consumers, I always say readers, listeners now as well, would want to see. And I think that was kind of the joy of it, wasn't it, Mm. with beauty and fashion? And then the the cover shoots were always very, very special. Well, you tell me your favourite first, actually, Lorraine. No, you tell me. (laughs) Okay, because one one really springs to mind, which (laughs) is when we had Rihanna on the cover of Marie Claire, and it was back in 2010, and it was when her Louder album came through, which was obviously You say louder like you know everything about yes well I know all the words to the songs I'm not going to sing them now obviously but she was coming to London to do this shoot for Marie Claire and the about two days before the shoot we saw these pictures like paparazzi pictures of her and she'd dyed her hair completely bright red and pink do you remember that yes and we were like oh my goodness the whole art direction the whole plan around the clothes the makeup it's not going to work she's got this crazy 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 red hair and actually that became really iconic that that look for her at that album time and I just remember the other also very nerve-wracking thing was she was flying in overnight and coming straight to the shoot which well, like, she was 24 hours late for our show oh, on L. So, yeah. <laughs> well, thankfully she was she was there. She made she it. She was amazing when she was and there. She, but, yeah. She's really tall, six foot tall. And yeah. then they just—it was so incredible what the makeup artist did. She had so she had this incredible red hair, and they actually did a matte lilac lip. I mean, now who would ever think to do that? You can't but, do that. No, you know that. No, maybe. Of yeah. not. no yeah. but she looked absolutely stunning, and I think that's one of my all-time favourite covers. We, in the vein of it being all changing overnight, we had Lady Gaga lined up for a shoot and when she arrived she wanted it was to do with her particular album she wanted prosthetic cheeks oh, oh mm, okay which what does that mean what well that they, it was mean? like she wanted to have a mask i can't oh, remember I, the album right, but it was okay. part of the video and it's part of the whole thing and we were just all stood in the room with the makeup artist and we don't we don't, we don't know what to do about that we don't know how to make that well we had to talk her out of that but we did a really brilliant cover shoot with kylie minogue um, and it was just after she'd recovered from cancer and carl lagerfeld shot it for us in Paris and the makeup was just so so beautiful mm-hmm. and she looked so natural and her hair was very short and makeup made her joyous and that was what we wanted to get across. Mm. My first ever cover on Elle was Kate Winslet and she wanted it to be incredibly natural and then we did this amazing cover with Alicia Keys in New York where she didn't want to wear any makeup. Oh wow. She said I will turn up and look great it will be fine and we thought oh god <laughs> it's hard because the lighting is hard but she turned up she looked great and it was fine and she began a whole conversation about skincare and makeup and what it makes you feel and I think it was quite a privilege to be part um, of that journey as well yeah but our mantra now Mm. is to look better not younger isn't it It this is is. something we talk about a lot on the podcast you know we want to look better healthier happier less tired maybe I'm 53 Trish is 54 Always likes to get that one in. I, yes, I'm a year older. Can you tell? Um, tell me, Trish, what do you feel about getting old now? Having been a supermodel in your 
<laughs> your early oh no, that's not so, no, that's no. not me. Six foot tall supermodel. Yeah. I am so comfortable with the aging process. I really, really am. But I think I felt turning fifty was a little bit. Oh, okay. Forty yeah. is absolutely fine. Fifty. I was ever so slightly. Okay, well, you know, this this is where it starts. Things really start to notice things, and <laughs> I think that you know, for our generation, we've talked about this before. We weren't always great at the SPF in our no. child. Well, like, we know, were the opposite. We'd be yeah. slathering on like olive fact oil. to yeah. olive oil and burning ourselves. Yeah. So, so we did have all that sort of sun damage to deal with, and I think that's the sort of thing that starts really coming through in your late forties and fifties. So you do have to so adapt your do your skincare, don't cover yourself up. But the yeah. biggest thing, as we know, yeah. is of course the loss in collagen, yeah. and that is caused partly by perimenopause. I was probably in perimenopause at the age of 47. A lot of women don't know they're going through it. They go to their GPs. Two-thirds of GPs will mistakenly prescribe antidepressants because it obviously affects your mental health because estrogen receptors are in your brain. So that's all changing, and that really is beginning to change quite rapidly. It's had changed really in the last year or yes, so. Yeah. But if you get the right support and you make some lifestyle changes, you can feel amazing and you can get yourself back in a happier, more confident, less forgetful, brain foggy place. You know, and I was in a very depressed place and we've both talked about our mm -hmm. journeys on the podcast, but I take hormone replacement therapy and I feel like I've got my mojo back. Mm -hmm. I'm never gonna look like I did when I was 19, mm. which I don't mind. But I think the changes, if you're aware of these changes, you can put in a few lifestyle things, can't you, that might yes. be helpful as well. Yeah, I think yeah, drinking water, your, your nutrition, uh, mm. all of these things play a part. And, and your well-being, of course, in terms of your fitness and your exercise. So it's not just about your skincare and your makeup. It's about the kind of the underpinning what you're doing. Yeah. But um, but yeah, you're right about the collagen because the collagen, it just holds everything up. Yeah. It? it holds everything Trish, up. Trish, tell everyone about the rage. Because <laughs> that's the... <laughs> That's like a superpower, but it's also quite annoying at the same time, isn't it? What 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 happens in perimenopause yeah, to almost everybody and everyone on the oh Facebook group goodness. has told us about yes. it. It really affects your moods and the plummeting and falling and rising of, of the hormones. It can make you quite cross. You just you the a little rage. Bit. Yes. <laughs> and I think that's the point then. You, you can become quite sort of vulnerable and quite sort of question your identity. So at the same time, you're, you're looking in the mirror and you're seeing somebody that you maybe don't recognise anymore and you think, well, who you know? I don't. Who am I? I? You can have a crisis yeah. of confidence, yeah. and that's why. Again, I just think having things that pep you up, like the fashion that you wear, yeah. or the, yeah. the you know, have it trying a new makeup routine, like we've done today. Have a little sort of midlife makeup bag makeover. It can just really help. It's all of these little things that are going to help. Yeah, you I, I think space. it's a period of life where women can feel really overwhelmed by what's going on. You probably have teenagers, you probably have aging parents that you're looking after. You're probably, in, if you're in a job, you're probably in a big, big job at this point because you'll have got to the top of where you want to be in your career. And it's a lot to take on at the same time as you're going through physical and mental changes. So yeah, just being able to be in control of the small things, like what you look like in the morning, what you wear, that can give you a sense of confidence back, I think, once you've got the right kind of mental and physical support. Should we talk to an actual expert? We should have Julia yes. Ren come and talk to us about makeup. Now Julia's 
She's done lots of celebrities. She's just brilliant at making women in midlife look even more glamorous. Than Hello, ladies. Hello, Julia. So you, Julia, she won't mind me saying. You're 45. I don't you? mind you saying. Yeah. No. So talk to us about your kind of midlife journey so far, because well, you're a bit of a baby. In terms Am I midlife? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know, midlife, yeah. In terms of your skin and your look and your feel, you know, you're on the front line, you're, you're making up really young women as well every day, aren't you? How does it make you feel about yourself? How do you frame that in your mind and how have you changed your look? I've not really changed my makeup look. I do keep it quite minimal. Yeah. My skincare has changed yeah. a lot. I think that that's so important, really, really important. How? I've, what have you done? I've really noticed a lot of, like you said earlier, that little mm -hmm. bit of sagging and mm -hmm. dropping. It's just continuously always using good products. Yeah, cleansing properly. Always. Mm. Yeah. Because that's the basis you've said to us of any good makeup, it has to have good skin care. You must have, a, right. yeah, a, yeah. Good, a good base, good skin prep mm -hmm. before using mm -hmm. your makeup. Because if the skin's soft and it's smooth, then everything just glides yeah. on nicely. And I think that that's the most important thing always. Mm -hmm. That's the confidence boost, isn't it? If you can get your skin right, then you can try the makeup. And, you know, because we have a lot of women say to us, well, I don't normally wear makeup or I don't know what to do now. I've got to this stage of life. My face has changed. And it's just get that skin bit mm. right first and mm -hmm. then you can decide what you want to Exactly. Do. If the skin looks fantastic, then you can just... A little bit of mascara or a slick yeah. of lipstick looks so lovely. You don't need to be wearing a heavy, mm -hmm. you know, mask of makeup all the time, yeah. Yeah. for sure. Well, we've got some questions, actually, from our Facebook group for you, Julia. OK. So, well, lots and lots of like being a the... TV presenter, isn't it? <laughs> I'm loving it. It is, right. So, we're going to start with Alison. And Alison says, how to do that nude foundation you just talked about? It's actually just touched on it. How to do that new foundation look that is supposed to be good for women our age like barely there flawless and fresh rather than heavily applied foundation how do you have a flattering flawless base without it setting into the wrinkles right well i think the number one as we've said is skin preparation beforehand making sure that your skin's nicely exfoliated that it's moisturized is that a toner then a to I mean, a toner is yeah. fantastic before you apply the moisturiser. Okay. And then after that, a good primer. Mm -hmm. Yeah, primers are the new, the big thing, mm. aren't they? Well, it helps to adhere any makeup to the skin after yeah. the moisturiser. You just dab primer on, don't you? You showed that to me. It's about smoothing it on to the face rather than rubbing it yeah, in. So you just smooth it so that smooth it, it on. sits on it, yeah. Mm. And then on top of that goes the foundation. And I think that using a liquid foundation um, that you can buff with a nice big brush, something. You just... always say a tiny amount, don't you? Yeah, I just always, always get too much out when it comes to foundation. Yeah, just a, a very small amount mm. because we're not putting a mask on. Mm. We just gently buff with a nice bristly so, and soft brush. And when you say a little amount, it really is a tiny, it's not a pea size. Tiny, so it's less than a pea size. Put it on, your... on the back of your hand, and then you just pick it up okay. and then just gently buff it all over. Like Am I tickling you? Nice. <laughs> oh, like Margot's tail. <laughs> <laughs> like Margot the cat. She's got a dreadful cat. <laughs> <laughs> and we want to bring that down onto the neck as mm -hmm. well. And then after that, that's your base. Mm -hmm. 
then anything that you want to then cover up, you will use a concealer for. Yeah, mm -hmm. again, small amounts, isn't it? Ti so tiny little amounts. After the foundation. After the foundation. Right. And that is literally to cover any marks, blemishes. With a brush, with your hands? With, well, you can use your finger for the concealer okay. and just, you literally you can just dab it onto any areas that you feel like you need to cover. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Give it a little pat. And then after that is a light covering of a little bit of powder. So we just always put the powder down the center of the face. So you're starting so with right the down head. the center of the face. Yep, yeah. around the nose, mm -hmm. the tip of the nose, the chin, and underneath the eyes as well. Yeah. But you don't do round this side bit of the cheeks. You said to no, keep that clear. Exactly, because yeah. it's nice to have that glow around okay. the side of the eyes on the top of, you know. Cheekbones. Exactly. As well, we want to take that underneath the eyes. And what that does is that holds the makeup that we've just applied in place. Mm -hmm. It's then just tapping it in, pressing it in, and then that should keep everything nice throughout the day. Yeah. Yeah. How long does that all take, do you think, if I'm gonna? Minutes. Yeah, minutes, yeah, minutes. Right. Yeah, okay. and because um, it's, it's interesting what you're saying about the powder setting, because if you're perimenopausal and you're suffering from hot flushes and you've done your makeup, yeah. you've gone to work and you have a, a flush at work, and you, you can feel like your makeup might just be sliding down your face. So the powder, this powder that you're talking about setting. Yeah, and, well, and the primer that you've yes, got on underneath. That's going to really the, help um, keep everything in place, isn't it? Because it can be really distressing, can't it, when yeah. you're... You know, there's one more thing to worry about when you're about seven thousand Fahrenheit. Yeah. <laughs> you're feeling really yeah. uncomfortable, and then you've got to try and yeah. sort your makeup out as well. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah. And the Clarins Instant Smooth Perfecting Touch Primer. Primer. So this is a little jar of. Put on first. Yeah. So primer. this is the one that. I try the texture there. Yeah. My hands. So this is what I was saying just about. Yeah. You literally really just smooth it. On and glide it over. Yeah. So a primer is an absolute must when you get to midlife then, isn't it? It's something you need to do before I think so. Before powder, before concealer, everything. It yeah. just it gives a lovely like a thin layer yeah. of yeah, a lovely like veil. Yeah. yeah, really velvety. Worth investing. Well, so in. gentle to you. <laughs> Finger Now we have got a really good question here because I think loads of people will be asking this. Anne asks about disguising hollow, dark under eye circles. She says, I'm trying different concealers, but I just look permanently knackered. Yes. <laughs> Poor I, Anne. Come on, we can yeah. solve this. Yes, I understand that one. I think that's something that a, a lot of people suffer with. And it's literally, if you're putting on just a concealer, then you're not... Um, changing the tone of the colour that's underneath the eye. It tends to be like a darker tone, something slightly purpley. Right. And how we counteract that is by using a peachy colour corrector. Peachy colour corrector? So yeah. you would put that on under the eye Literally, first, where then... you can see any right. of the darkness. In the corner, right? You can use your finger again. Yeah. You can just tap that in, press it in nicely. Yeah. And then on top of that, you use your regular concealer, the one that you use for the rest of your face. Press that then yeah. on top. Yeah. And that has changed the tone okay. of the darker colour. And then you've covered 
with your regular concealer colour. Right, okay. Got it. That's, and then powder, of course, on top then as well. Then loose yeah. powder on the top, which you do with a little brush and you just yeah. press it in. Exactly. And okay. back to my facial massage, because that's quite good oh. for, I think, for dark, so if you're having... For, and high, for the drainage. Well, drainage, puffy yeah. eyes. And of course, more bad news, ladies, the oestrogen, the collagen, it does mm. go from your from your eye sockets. So, <laughs> that sounds so awful. But it's like, oh my goodness. Yeah, but so, that's why your eyes look set further yeah, back. Yeah, they can look set it? further yeah. back, which is why, again, we sort of talk about the fact that you do want to kind of experiment um, with your yeah. makeup. Yes. And the oestrogen does go from your gums, which recedes oh slightly so it, well it does mean that the face of your shape changes slightly so you're going to need to do a little bit more contouring yeah. it's just it's worth knowing about it in advance things. isn't it it's yeah better to know. i mean i still look like jlo despite all of that so <laughs> you don't need to worry now we have had several people on the group wanted to know about covering up things like uh, i mean you've talked about a kind of basic covering up with mm -hmm. concealer but sort of specific things like scars rosacea thread veins and red pigmentation on the skin and also sort of because of all those hormonal fluctuations we can you know women can get acne again at this time of life can't they yes so in terms of you know maybe a sort of problem like that that needs um a, maybe a different does it need a different approach or should that so anything that is um pink or red toned like rosacea yeah. mm -hmm. And any marks, blemishes that are red tone, a green will neutralise that. Green. And I know it so sounds really it sounds crazy. So it's something with green in it. Exactly. And yeah. you can get some really lovely primers that mm -hmm. have got green in. Okay. How do you know so, that? Does it say on the packet? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Oh, they, okay. Yes, they will say. And you you don't need to put that over your whole face. If you're having problems with flushing on your cheeks, mm -hmm. if you use a green. It just takes that tone I've down. I've been using pink things, thinking that that will just match, blend it all, but that's wrong then. Well, it will just make it pinker. Make it pinker. <laughs> mm. That's no good. Well, would you put makeup on something like rosacea? Because obviously that's um, a sort Section, of skin condition, yeah. a, bump, a sort of bumpy skin. But I suppose... A, a good primer will be fine for that. A good primer. Yes, okay. exactly. About the primer. And yeah. then it's important to always then put your foundation over the top of that. So the primer, the green, will neutralise it and then your foundation will then go over the top. Yeah, so you're putting the foundation on a neutralised colour and that's exactly I mean, that's the mistake, isn't it? If you're mm. not neutralising the colour, you're just putting a, a contrasting colour almost on it, which yes, exactly. you must not do. No, I won't be doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely not. Now, Tamsin's got another one for you. Okay. This is good, isn't it? It's like an agony out. Yes. Makeup agony out. <laughs> she says, and I think a lot of us get this, my eyelids are no longer as obvious, um, i.e. the skin under my eyebrows is sagged, and my eyelids don't get a look in like they used to. I still try and apply powder eyeshadow, by the way. I always did, but I have to make some strange faces while doing so. <laughs> but it doesn't look right. How can I accentuate my eyes? I mean, that's the drooping yes, over the, yes. which happens because the sockets go back. Oh, <laughs> God. <laughs> <laughs> but it is solvable. It's a solvable situation, yeah. isn't it? Yes, it is. And I think that the best thing to do is take the focus away from the lid, mm -hmm. right? And put the focus instead onto the lash line. So we're going to do a tight eyeliner, which mm -hmm. is what we tried on you earlier, which looks lovely. So just look down to the, the ground. And if you just lift up the lid, mm -hmm. And what you do is you sort of, you almost 
tickle underneath the tickle lashes. Underneath. Oh, you mean literally underneath? Look at that. Yeah. Literally underneath, not so along the top, underneath, underneath the eye. Yeah. And it goes oh, I don't know how I in between the lashes. So it's not in the just water underneath. line, it's just where yeah. the lashes are. And it does the make them look wider. The exactly. Yeah. Yeah. And then just a little, just look down again for me. Just go really tight onto those top lashes so at the Julia top is as doing well. For listeners, not viewers, is under the arc and holding up the lash and going on the mm -hmm. lid underneath, which does yeah. make the light, it really does draw your attention yeah. to that bit of the and eye. And it's just this magic, wonderful product. This is a this is just an eyeliner, but yes. it's a, it's not a pencil one. No, it's, it's a wind up one. A wind up one. So it's exactly not a point, is it? It's yeah, I mean you can end. use any yeah. eyeliner to oh, do okay. that. Right. Better not with a liquid though. Better oh. with um, <laughs> putting that yeah liquid eyeliner under under your eye. You with your yeah. And you can hands, use yeah. any colour that you want to do that with as well, which mm, is okay. really nice. So if you're used to wearing you know, a, a blue or a green on your you eyes, but you feel like that your lids have, mm -hmm. you know, dropped okay. a little bit, then you can actually mm -hmm. use a pencil instead in the same way mm -hmm. and still get that nice colour on your lids, on the lashes and the same effect. Yeah. So you get, because I think you can be an eye person or a lip person. Exactly. I'm an eye person. I'm a lip person. You're a lip person. Yeah, always the lip. So yeah. it's kind of, if you lose that or you don't, you lose your way with it. And would you put anything on the eyelid at all, like a neutral powder or something like that? Yeah, maybe? yeah, you can do that. It's best not to go too dark though on the lids. Okay. So just keep that quite neutral and just bring all of the attention to the eye line and the lashes. Mm -hmm. So we use some individual lashes on Lorraine. I know, look at these. Yes. Look at that. Yeah. I've got individual lashes applied to my actual lashes. I mean, it's a thing. I don't yeah. And that will really bring more attention as well. And that would look great with um, with the tight eyeliner as champagne. well. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yes, Friday night. We do one of those, don't we? We really do. Okay, so that's great. So it's it's just maybe stop thinking about eyeshadows and move on to the liner. Yeah, just just change the focus yeah. a little yeah, bit. That's really good advice. Now, Julia, not you, Julia, a different Julia, wants some lip tips. She says they've got so much drier and thinner as I've hit midlife. Me too. How to get lipsticks to stay in place? What's your advice for that, Julia? Okay, so I think that the number one thing is to use a lip liner. Okay. That's a pencil you're talking about, aren't you? Yes, exactly. Yeah. We did that earlier with yes, a nude yes, on Trish. Nude. Yeah. And we did that with a red on Lorraine. Because I'm dangerous. <laughs> is that what you're trying to tell me? Danger, dangerous warning, stay away. Is that it? Um, and so you used a pencil before the actual lipstick. Exactly. Keeps it stops the lipstick sliding off. Exactly. And what I do is I use that all over the whole lip, which is the something... The side of the pencil, though, that's the crucial bit. You exactly. Rather than the point, it makes it so much easier if you just... Use the side of the pencil. Yeah. So Julia's got this beautiful red... Would you, is it kind of raspberry red, would you say? Yeah. What's its What's name? This one is... 06 red. 06 oh, red. 06 red. Okay. I thought it'd be like hot, Clarence sexy red. Or something. Well, it is hot, sexy <laughs> red, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. And rather than going straight in with the point, which is, you know, a bit wobbly, a bit difficult, you can just turn the pencil to the side. And what we do is we go over the whole lip mm -hmm. with the pencil. And the reason for that is because the pencil will adhere really nicely to the lip. Okay. 
After that, then the lipstick can go on top of the pencil. You can take the lip line ever so slightly yeah, over, your, over your lip as well, yeah. because then you can just make the lips look a little, a bit little, a little yeah. fuller. Mm. Just very, very, very gently. Mm. Yeah. Tell me about the tissue trick, because I liked that. Oh yeah, this is a yeah, good one. A good one. <laughs> it's a secret we're giving you for free. So you split a tissue yeah. into just one ply. Just Clean tissue. <laughs> yeah, not toilet roll. Um, yes, not, not toilet roll. That's no, no, not very luxury. Yeah, so one bit of the tissue. Yes, yeah, just one. Yeah. So separate it so you've yeah. just got one piece of the tissue. You lay that over the lips. Yeah. Open your mouth ever so slightly. And with a little bit of loose powder, Ooh. you mm. just press. Press it on. Oh, the tissue mm. on the yes. tissue. Yes, so the yeah. loose powder through the tissue. Through the tissue. Gosh, and that's... And that the same as when you're putting powder oh, onto the face, yes. it sets yeah. the lipstick. And then you can, and then yeah. you can put another coat of the oh, lipstick okay. over oh, the top. Okay, and it's, and with, with the lip liner all over the lip, the, the lipstick, the tissue, and then the lipstick again, it will keep on for yeah. hours and hours and hours. Yeah. It's worth so, tuning into just for that. <laughs> quite, frankly, yeah, so, you know, if you haven't got time for a full face makeup in the morning, I just think doing yeah, the nice. Well, if your really skin's already make. looking great yeah. as well, because you've been using your skincare yeah, and yeah, a very, just a slick of yeah. lipstick. And you did say about the liner, but those days of just drawing outside your mouth, you don't do that, do you? And then filling in with lipstick, you cover the whole thing. Yeah, well, so the thing with that in a, as well is when you eat, yeah. You end up, you take away your um, your lipstick that's in yes. the middle, and you just end up with this horrible yeah. lip line around the outside. So if you cover the yeah. whole lip, it yeah. it looks much nicer throughout the day. Yeah, yeah. I don't want anything to prevent you having biscuits when you need to. <laughs> <laughs> that would be bad. Wouldn't it? I like this last question. I think this is. A classic question from a lot of people <laughs> we see on the Facebook group oh, who yes. talk to us who say, I'm 50 years old and I've never really worn makeup apart from a little bit of foundation on bad days. Where do I begin? I mean, it's a big question, but it is never too late to start, isn't it? And you can really change how you feel by changing how your skin looks. And, and where, where do you start if you're not a makeup person? Well, I mean, I think something that you feel you, you, you're more drawn to, I mean, a red, a red lip is just such a lovely thing to well, do. Well, I did only discovered it ten, about ten years ago. Mm -hmm. I was always a bit wary of it because I wasn't really a big makeup wearer for most of. I was very low maintenance, but it does change mm -hmm. your day. But I think things also like getting your eyebrows tinted. Yeah, definitely. Because you look so groomed when it. I mean, the eye does change your face as well. Most definitely, your eyebrows. If if they're fuller, then they frame the whole face. Yeah. Like your eyes, you and know. They do you get thinner as you age? Definitely. Well, well yeah. it doesn't help that everyone plucked them to death in the 1980s eyebrows then you yeah you it is nice to get the eyebrows done and also I think little things like just nails having your nails done that can lead you into exactly would you, would you go to a makeup counter yes in a store and yeah yes and, ask. and, and, yeah, and, and ask. try and yeah. try things yeah. as well and I mean lipstick doesn't have to be a you know a full-on process as well you can always just have a colour. Mm. If you're just trying things out, have a nice colour. Just press it onto your lips. Little it gap. can be like a nice little smudge on the lips, just for a little bit of a lift mm. in the in the skin tone. That looks lovely as well. Mm -hmm. A slick of mascara, you know. Good mascara. It's, yeah. it's just have fun with it. It's yeah. you know, it's makeup. It's so maybe the the eyeliner trick you've taught us a lip. 
and a mascara. But if you if you want to do a red and you have black or brown skin or darker skin, that would be a different red from a red I would choose, wouldn't it? What? How do you match your, the the? Because red is a million shades, yeah. pink is a million shades. You know, the nudes are a million shades. How do you match a shade to your skin tone? Yeah, so it's always best. That, I mean, to, to match to your skin tone, of course. So if you have got a lighter skin tone, normally a bluier. Red, red looks yeah. better, mm -hmm. and the warmer your skin tone, a more orangey red looks mm -hmm. better. There really aren't any rules. It's makeup; yeah, you can Trish try likes it. Rules. She likes well, rules. I do, but I like there not being rules. That you know yeah. now is that you you can. Mm. There's if so it makes much you rules. happy, just yes, you know exactly. go with it. And I just feel like everybody needs a Julia, so obviously they can't all have a Julia <laughs> to help them with this. But there is advice out there, isn't there? Yes. You can yeah. go, yeah. you shouldn't be afraid to kind of go to a makeup counter exactly. and, and try things and you know, that's what these incredibly well-trained women are there for. Exactly. Well, I mean, they they're not artists. trying to sell you things, they're trying, because they want you to come back, so yeah. they're, they're, they're going to give you what they feel will be yeah. the best for you. And so it's I worth think it's trying. a bit like finding a hairdresser that you love and that you go yes. back to. So maybe it's experimenting with makeup counters or different stores and yeah. finding the person yeah. that really gets you and and can um, Definitely. You know, help you develop your your kind of makeup knowledge and experience. I of think, course. So really do good. you want to tell the <laughs> listeners and viewers what you've done to Trish? Yes. Talk me through the eyes because I said I want something different on, on my eyes. I want it. And you said, well, just so we do found you your, your minky mauve. Minky mauve? Minky mauve. <laughs> that's tell exactly. Tell us about the minky mauve. We used a little. Show me the minky mauve because that's going to be my you. new nickname. For You're going to call Trish, me minky, minky mauve. Minky mauve. So this was See, I'd be a bit scared if I'd be scared of so that. So this is a palette yes. with a, qu a quadrangle, quadrant, quadrants, four pa uh, powders. Four different colours in there. Yeah, we've got a really lovely sort of. It's it's kind of like a mauvey purple, aubergine. That's a good word. A darker one, a slightly lighter lilac-y one, and then almost like a smoky grey one. Exactly, always slightly different finishes as well, satiny mm -hmm. and a few Want glittery ones as well. So it's best to start with the lightest. Yeah. And we use that, just close your eye for me, mm -hmm. just on the inner corners of the eyes. Mm -hmm. And then we went all over with this gorgeous, with the, the deeper, sort Dark of the aubergine, as Lorraine yeah. calls it. The aubergine. Yeah. So you yeah. start in the middle, start yeah. in, near, near your eye socket. Yeah, with the lightest colour. And then you go with the lightest colour and then you blend out. Yeah, yeah exactly. And we with take that just yeah. up to, yes, yeah, with a brush. And we take that just up to the socket. Mm -hmm and give that a really nice buff just all over the lid. And the important thing to do is to press it in yes. yeah. before you buff it, because so then you the, get that good the, colour payoff. You press it in yeah. with the brush. Your technique was just like, you're very light, but you're just kind of um, pressing it in, whereas I'd kind of just go, yeah, as you say, Lorraine, you just sort of smooth Not making that face Not. <laughs> <laughs> So how long do you think it should take you to do a nice sort of blended eye, do you think? Well, I think that, I mean, when you've already got all of the colours in the quad together, Yes. you're not you know you're not changing you're not making yes. decisions all the time so you just use the four colors yeah I think maybe five minutes okay. should be all it would yeah. take yeah. take okay. it and the more that you do it the easier it becomes yeah. you know where to place everything but yeah. it should be quite yes. quite simple and then we use the the eyeliner the mm -hmm. tight eyeliner mm -hmm. a lovely mascara yes 
and then we just define the brows a little bit mm -hmm. with um, with an eyebrow pencil. Mm -hmm. Just drawing in some little hairlines in there yeah. as well. Because I've got quite bushy. <laughs> They've got great eyebrows. But they need, they take, oh my goodness, take a lot of taming, I have to say. You know, it's as, it's, it's almost as hard as having, where well, you have to fill it in, but you, you did have to fill in some of the bits, didn't you? But Lorraine's brow, I think we should talk about Lorraine's eyebrows. I've got no oh, eyebrows. They're, um, <laughs> they're, because I'm blonde, they're very, very pale. And I think you get, as you get older and you go grey, I have a lot of grey in my eyebrows. So one of the things I have to do is get them, I have them dyed all the time. Too but too. you did little tiny... Tiny drawing of yeah, eyebrows. Yeah, so just little, with a really, really sharp eyebrow pencil. So you used two colours, didn't two you? Two colours. So a dark one and a light one. Yes, yeah. so one that is ever so slightly lighter than your brows. Yeah, to fill in that. We, we um, used a sharp pencil and drew little hairlines all over, just mm -hmm. filling in any gaps and just it's making like a them. a work of art. <laughs> it literally is. Well, it I don't is. know where yeah, I'm going to take them, my oh, eyebrows true. tonight. They're going out. <laughs> the champagne. Yeah, my eyebrows yeah. are going out for champagne yeah. tonight. But mostly, the most exciting thing are these lashes, which are... How long do they last? Will I have them for when I run away to Heathrow Airport? Oh. On a well, trip? so Julia's got a, bo a little box here with these you put them individual in lashes and it, it comes with a little glue tube as well, doesn't it? Yeah, and you glue them to the other lashes, not to the skin, don't you? Yeah, you do. Yeah. So you need to... I mean, they are a little tricky to do. If you've got a, for me, a teenage a daughter, right? then, yeah. I mean, it's, it's all so simple, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. And you just literally, with the glue, they go... You just place them... And stick them. ..on the lash line. Yeah. And on the very root, the root of the lashes of the on the lashes, top. Not yeah. on the skin. No. So you do need a steady hand. You do. Yeah. And how many would you say you put on each of Lorraine's beautiful blue I'd eyes? I'd say... <laughs> <laughs> I think probably eight. Start eight on the outside. Oh, okay. Yeah. That's quite a lot. We're running out of time yeah, now, aren't we? We're going to put all of this for anybody listening yeah. um, on the podcast. We're going to put all of the... Details. Details, every product, everything, what we had done onto our Facebook group and social channels and obviously we'll put some pictures Tips, of us advice. Um, as well so you can see the, the, the makeup that we did. Now before we go, this is what we always do on the podcast, we do a little section called Nostalgia Noodle don't we? Back Ray? in time, we go we back, go in, back time. in time, it's my favourite bit of the podcast Okay, you can go first and it's your, your favourite thing. Well we thought because we're here with Clarence today that we would do a, either a skincare or a makeup Nostalgia Noodle and I think I think what I will go back, apart from the terrible blue um, <laughs> eyeliner yeah. um, that was going on, was I think it's a hair one for me. Is oh, the okay. uh, when I was fifteen, I think I'd had a big row with my dad, so I dyed my hair bright red, oh, <laughs> just wow. the front of it. Yes. yes, and then I had a perm because at our local salon you oh, could have did. it for free. you could have it for free if you said you'd have your pictures oh. taken and blah blah blah, and they could test something chemical on you. And obviously, probably quite bad for you because it was probably about 1985 or something like that, and it really was dreadful. It's, it's <laughs> If you're going to dye your hair a colour, you've got to at least hold that colour to your skin. Oh. At table. It was just, it was just, and my dad pretended he hadn't seen 
it. Oh, he carried on talking to me oh, as if nothing like was different. That. Yeah. That's, really, that's good, good parenting. Well, he knew me very you? well. He knew me very it's well. I thought, well, that's uh, one nil to dad. That yes. One. Yeah. Well Where dad. did you go back in time, nostalgia well, noodling? Well, I was thinking more about the women, the celebrities that I just loved their makeup. And uh, I've got a few to share, which Dynasty, is... Uh, Dallas, well, Dynasty, Dallas. Dynasty, Dallas. Ellen. I mean, if we're talking frosting, there was a lot of frosting. frosting there, yes. <laughs> going on. Yeah. Frosting in the hair, I felt as well. Yeah. Frosty yeah. hair, frosty lips, frosty eyes. But I was thinking, well, do you remember Cindy Lauper? Yeah. And the what I love. She's still about brilliant. Her, she's yeah. so brilliant. And she had she had crazy red coloured hair. But she had really bold stripes of, of makeup, didn't she? And you didn't so, do that. I mean I did in the house. And the in the house. But like streaks of blusher down yes. the face. Was it? Yeah. Really yeah. big streaks of blusher. But then I just, Neon almost. Yes, I wanted to give a little shout out to Madonna's mole. Do you remember her beauty? Oh. Not mole, beauty spot. Her beauty spot, the like beauty Cindy Crawford spot. had as well. Yeah, which yeah. I think she painted on, didn't she? And um, yeah. Boy George had, I think, as well, in, in a lot of his uh, yes, videos. Yes, he had, good, as well. he had paint quite stripy makeup. Didn't yeah. He? Well, there we are. We could do it all again now. We have our new makeup skills, courtesy of Julia. Well, that can be next time. <laughs> oh. We'll do it. We'll do it when I'm on Strictly. Yes. When I'm on oh, that's the, that's good. I think the ce- celebrity glamour makeup for Strictly. That's my plan. Yes. Right. Well, I think we're coming to Thank you the end that. of this. Thank you, Julia. Clarence Virtual Beauty Festival session with postcards from Midlife. So thank you all so much for joining us. Thank you, Julia. Thank you for having me. Our Midlife makeup bag makeovers. Brilliant. We are delighted with them both. So we really hope you enjoyed it as much as we did. So thank you all once again and goodbye. Goodbye. We hope you enjoyed this special episode of Postcards from Midlife, which was recorded live at the Clarence Beauty Festival. We'll be posting pictures of our makeup makeovers and a recommended list of products on the Facebook group and our Instagram at Postcards from Midlife. So do check those out. Goodbye. Goodbye. Goodbye.